We gotta get the Mikro Center right now from Palermo to fight the bad guys. They're gonna be they're, they're gonna be downtown right now, and they're about to take over the banks. Let's go along Santa Fe. I wouldn't be so sure, Michael. The double mano, the double lane, means fewer lanes going towards Mikro Center. I know a shortcut. Kid, how on earth did we end up in Costanera Norte? I'm sorry, Michael. The change of directions in Santa Fe meant changes in lateral streets as well, and my database wasn't updated. I can't, I can't believe we're at the domestic airport. How did we get here? Did you know, Michael, that in the 1990s, they wanted to relocate the airport to an artificial island off the coast of Buenos Aires? Who cares about that? Let's take the highway. we got to get downtown to fight the bad guys if they haven't left yet. Are you sure about that? You don't want to pull over for a quick bungula sandwich at one of these trap diners along the promenade? I hear they're great. No, go! My apologies, Michael. I should have checked if there was a protest and blockade on the highway. I can't believe this. What are you, just a talking car without a brain? I thought you were you were programmed to make, you know, quick calculations and do stuff that I wasn't capable of doing. I should have taken the subway. Fine. Well, while, while we're going on, let's listen to some sports. Do you, well, you know, we're stuck here, so... Uh, is there, can you get any football? I think the uh, Niners are playing the Panthers. Are you sure about that? There's a good football match going on, you know, a sport that really matters. Yeah, that's, that's what I said, football. Yeah, but uh, I mean a real sport, like soccer, football. Well, there's really no sense in even calling football a real sport. You don't play with your hands, you gotta play with your feet. There's no strategy to it whatsoever. There's no you either put the Boca game now, or I turn off myself. I don't understand why you, you would turn off yourself. That, 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 go ahead, fine, do it. Hola, <laughs> Dan Carly is the expat. Fernando Farias is the local. BA Cast, the Buenos Aires Podcast. Hello and welcome to BA Cast. This is episode 17, February 10, 2011. Hello! <laughs> with a continuation of our Buenos Aires business-oriented Chamu shows. The worldwide famous coffee culture of Buenos Aires. Boring! <laughs> is jeopardized by the arrival or... Jeopardized? Geoper- Where did you learn your English? Threatened? Jeopardized. Ah. But I like jeopardized. Sound yeah, like leopard. Like sound like a retard. <laughs> Well, it's threatened, it's under fire by Starbucks. Finally, a takeaway option that was completely missing in Buenos Aires. And about that, we chamuyamos uh, with Diva of Bitch Tours. And Frank Almeida of Sugar and Spice Cookies about the arrival of this particular chain to Buya. Lawrence Wiener, the red tape cutter, with advice on dealing with a foreign car in Argentina. Spanglish Playground, first part of expressions of sympathy and regret. And then uh, expat chat story, uh, worthy of being taken to the big screen, more or less. Don't say an espresso with a dash of milk. Instead, say un cortado, or even better, un cortadito. Spanglish playground. Expressions of sympathy. For example, situation. Hey man, I was just mugged. Sorry man. Sorry. Qué garcha boludo. Qué garcha boludo. Qué bajón. That's I I hear qué bajón a lot. And um, qué garrón. 
Lo siento mucho. Israeli use is one of those words you hear in the series. And that's really like extreme. That extreme if, if somebody died, you'd say that. You would say lo lamento. Really? Rather than lo siento. Lo siento huh. mucho sounds like like Mexican, like Spanish. Okay. It's one of those words that we know perfectly they exist, but they are... We They're not do not time. Exactly. This podcast is brought to you by Anuva Wines. A-N-U-V-A Wines.com Ahora, chamuyamos. Uh, coming, or the arrival of Starbucks, and then sort of by extension the idea, the arrival of American chain stores in Argentina. Um, how do we feel about that? I'll start saying that I'm not happy about it. Uh, I kind of hate those chains. That's so Starbucks specifically, are there any others here? Starbucks McDonald's? is like the symbol. McDonald's, I don't know, it's been here since I was born. It's so, so Argentine I, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, he's right, he's part of the landscape already, but, yeah. but McDonald's is a thing for teenagers in Argentina, it's not tam- something you take seriously at all here, yeah. unless well, you have the, kids. The Mac Cafe, uh, eh? Mac the Mac Cafe is for adults. Well, yeah, exactly. But that but exists in the States too. That's harsh in addition. No, nowhere near as much as here. You know, for me, Starbucks is like, uh, it's a step in a certain direction, I won't say the wrong direction, but a certain direction. Uh, for Argentina, but obviously it's unbelievably popular. Yes. I mean, you know, when they opened a year and a half ago, I thought to myself, ah, they'll do like two, three locations and that'll be done. They have almost 20 locations now. They have but, almost 30, actually. No, but you know why I don't hate McDonald's that much? Because they are... They didn't come here to destroy our culture, you know. Because but you think Starbucks, Starbucks has an agenda to destroy your culture? Yes. They can't. <laughs> no, they won't. I mean, to start with, they are appealing to that sector of the city, and the south of Rivadavia is completely right because their brand, that's, their well, brand is only important with Zona Norte. No, but south of Rivadavia there are no shopping malls. There's nothing. I mean, who wants like if even, you want to make money, you go away. to the north. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the government pays you to put your business in the south of the city, so imagine, like, how much should they pay a yeah. Starbucks? Brand recognition of Starbucks is all, it's already something that everyone in Sona Norte and on the north side of the city, who are by, basically, Norte. by definition, people who travel more to the States, right, who, who speak English, mm-hmm. who already know what the brand is. So obviously they're going to open they, in Puerto they, Madero, Recoleta, yeah, and all. Private, private school, private high yeah. school yeah, students. So Starbucks has already had its effect in changing the business practices of other chain coffee stores in totally. like in Havana you now have the to go cup you never had a to go cup that, before that, in Havana that's what i that's what i mean when i say they are destroying our culture because like 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 coffee to go that that, that <laughs> completely that, drives that me crazy concept like, is completely yeah, against I fucking us. hate that they're not going to change that with I Starbucks. Think, I don't it, know. it appeals I don't it appeals know. i think my impression is that the people who are going to Starbucks are not the same that would go vamos a tomar un cafecito it's not replacing that. Uh, you go to Star- but Starbucks. It's a destination. The, okay, the let's go to Starbucks. What I what I was saying is that the stores themselves, you can see this, uh, they're much bigger than in the States. And they have many more chairs for people who want to sit there. And they also notice that their, their uh, average ticket is much larger than in the States, too. Because it doesn't just have a coffee. It has a coffee plus something to go with the coffee, which doesn't happen as much in the States. In the States, most of people buy the coffee and then they take off. 
And here, because of Argentine culture, they can't. A lot of people don't just buy the coffee and take off. They'll buy the coffee and they have something to eat with it, and they'll sit down and talk with friends. And what I'm saying is, Starbucks didn't come here looking to impose that so much as they came here looking at their market. I think this time pretty smartly and saying we got to change a little bit and. Uh, you can see that from the very first store. The very first store is huge. Not only does it have a lot of indoor seating, it also has a huge outdoor seating. In 20 years, do you no. see Starbucks taking over the coffee culture of, of Argentina? Taking over, no. I do see them altering it and becoming part of, like, eventually people are going to think of uh, Starbucks being as part of Argentine as they think McDonald's is being Argentine. Um, back when they were just a rumor, and I remember I started writing about it because I, they had contacted me before they came, um, because they were already trying to line up providers. And so one of the things that I started writing about it is I predicted saying that because there's nothing here that is, that is similar to them, because here they have cafecitos. Nobody makes nobody made a latte. You couldn't yeah. really find lattes. Café la, café con leche, no es café con leche. No, no. Fernando, please. That's, no, not no. even close. No. That, well, not even close, but I mean, it's the same. Coffee and milk. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, well, no, that's, was, a, that's, a, that's like you saying... Know, uh, you, you are so, you, sometimes you are so dogmatic. Yeah, but that's like things. saying a steak is the same you as guys, an asado. You guys are so... That's like saying a steak is the same as an asado. They go into dogma. Part two in just some minutes. The expats of Buenos Aires have their say. This is the expat chat. Hi, my name is Will Aquino. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I've been living in Buenos Aires about um, a little over two years now, almost two and a half years. And I work for a company called Plux Buenos Aires, throwing events and parties around the city. Pretty fun stuff. Basically, I remember it like it was yesterday, uh, August 11th, my mother's birthday. Uh, I'd gotten in a few hours earlier from uh, a night out at uh, our friend's party at Hype, and I woke up a little hungover to some screams outside. I get up, um, stumble over to my balcony, and hear a bunch of people in the streets screaming, and I'm like, okay, what, what, what the hell's going on? Uh, I go over there, look down, and there's a bunch of people, looks like they're pointing at me and, and yelling at me. I'm like, why are they all yelling at me? I just got out here. Like, what's going on? Uh, I'm not a native, native Spanish speaker. But I could tell when something's not right, right, even though I was really, really hungover. I realized after looking up from my balcony, there, I saw a gun waving around. Turned on the TV, sure enough, there's uh, every news station had a camera pointed at my apartment. We realized there were <laughs> hostages two floors but above this was, my apartment. But this was... Oh, my. When God. was that? Like, like That was in August. Will Aquino is definitely not bullshitting. We are posting to the website... The link to the news coverage of that event. The were blocked off. Uh, everyone was screaming, going crazy. Um, I immediately, immediately jumped on Twitter. <laughs> 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 so yeah, there's uh, apparently hostages two floors above me, directly above me. So basically, what happened was, we heard a knock at the door eventually, right? Uh, I go to the door, we're all freaking out, like, okay, there's no way we're answering this door. Right, because you didn't even want to leave you your know, apartment no, at that point. For, no, they're, for sure, we're not going to go out there. there there's, there, We saw guns, we have cameras in our house, we know there's hostages two floors above. So all it would take was someone going down and, you know, we're in trouble too, we're hostages too. So then we look through the peephole, it turns out it's a, it looks like a cop, he slides his ID under the door. And um, we look it out, check it out, okay, you know, he's... He, How do, I mean, don't, 
how do you know how to yeah, spot in, in uh, your in uh, your vast experience of checking police <laughs> IDs? Um, that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, I've been through some stuff. Um, so we checked it out. He has to come in, and we're like, okay, cool. Comes in. We thought it was just one guy. It turns out that guy was just asking for a couple other guys, all of which had massive guns. Uh, so they came in, took over our apartment. Um, we were smart about it, though. I I put up a video camera in the back of the apartment so we can record it all because I was freaking out but I, at the same time I was like oh this this is too crazy for me not to get on video right um, so <laughs> and many Twitter so, feeds so, so uh, of course it, w- it was crazy I got so many followers from that <laughs> so they come in and what I thought was like three guys ends up turning out to be like 10 15 next thing you know we have semi-automatic weapons laying all over our couch and, and like they moved our apartment around had floor plans spread out on our table the whole nine and basically, they were in our apartment for about five hours. The, the guys were really cool, really professional. Not like the guys that you see like on the patrolling the side of the street. These guys were the top of the top. Super professional, cracking jokes. Like, really funny guys. That's, that's what you have to do to keep to, the people to calm. calm down, yeah. You know? okay, okay, and okay. and yeah. they walk out on the balcony, um, and they're like, oh, man, you guys really need to water your plants. <laughs> so five hours later, um, they had a negotiator up there. Apparently, one of the guys had, that had the gun was the only one who didn't want to give up. The other, uh, the other, I think it was three other guys there uh, that took the, our portero hostage, they already were wanting to give up. They finally talk them into it, and then they come down. They're like, we just heard a knock on the door. We all kind of like jumped, you know. And um, the guy's like, oh, listo, vamos. And we're like, oh, right, really? All done. So we're like, really? We come out. Next thing you know, we're all happy and like giving high fives. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, there were there were probably about 40 people who came through our apartment. It was crazy. And it was my mom's birthday. And my mom saw, I, 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 I shut off Facebook because like, people were hitting me up too much. I was like, okay, mom, my mom gets my Twitter feed. So she was freaking out. What's going on? What's going on? Tell me you're safe. I was like, Mom, don't worry. These guys got way bigger guns. I'm safe. <laughs> and she's just like, William, William. <laughs> exactly. Talking, talking, exactly. Talking to all her coworkers. <laughs> And we move on now to our red tape cutter, Lawrence Wiener. Does anybody have any idea how to go about changing the title of a car to an Argentine person? I have a U.S. registered car and want to sell it to a local. A lot of people notice that the uh, prices of of used cars and, and new cars here are substantially greater than they are particularly in the United States. And so they oftentimes want to bring down cars. But it's it's really a uh, question of how you're going to bring them down. If you come down, if you're on a, on a visa that is uh, a temporary visa or a temporary residency status, such as an expat executive or somebody who's going to be here for a defined short period of time, then it's viable because the cars come in under a special uh, regime where they qualify to avoid uh, nationalization costs because they come in as a temporary import. If, however, you convert your status to a permanent resident or you sell that vehicle to someone who is a national or a permanent resident, then the car must be, the vehicle must be nationalized. And upon nationalization, you need to pay a tariff of 80 to 83% of the Kelly Blue Book value of the vehicle plus $3,000 in presumed 
uh, uh, transportation and insurance costs. So that essentially kills the, the business of bringing in uh, cars from abroad, and there's obvious reasons why they do that, because they want to protect the national automobile industry. Thank you, Lawrence. For contacting him, go to wsclegal.com. B-A-Cast. B-A-A-Cast. B-A-Cast. Chamuyeros, chamuyeros. To me, Starbucks represents, along with McDonald's, who's way worse about this, a standardization of, of product, right? The coffee is the same all the time, right? The hamburger is the same all the time. Because that's, I, a, by I, definition, I never, a better yeah, business model? I never understood the concept of being always the same like, as being... The reason for it is because a, people know what to thing. expect. Yeah, but like that's what I hate about chains. I mean, we are very much like that. Argentines, the, the people looking for change yeah. are kind of the exception. Yeah, very, mm -hmm. very risk averse in terms of experimentation with mm -hmm. with what you have and what you're used to, and that I think is why the chains can't. Now, I, I heard though that Dunkin' Donuts came here and failed miserably. Mm -hmm. yes. But I think that's because there's already a cultural equivalent of what a donut is in mm -hmm. American culture. Whereas there isn't a cultural equivalent of Starbucks in here. Right. But right. They, I think they appeal to a different public. But it, there's nothing. There's no, there was nobody here doing the same thing. So when obviously. Starbucks is something that arises a lot of passions, not just here but all over the world. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a camp yeah. that hates them, and there's a camp that loves them, and very few people in the middle. And but chains the uh, same like happened. Havana, we're already like doing this kind of coffees. Right, they started because they because they had heard that Starbucks was coming, so they thought we're gonna you know at least and nothing ever changed. They always offered the same exact thing, except you think, ooh. A year or maybe six months before Starbucks opened, they started you know, offering their lattes or iced coffee. People in the industry, they hear these things and they know right away. So word gets around. I would be really sad, Diva, if, if um, things would happen the way you said, that, uh, that Starbucks would take over and all the, the local cafes would die. I, myself, would love to support the independents much more. But I find that they are some of the most hardest people to sell a quality product to because all they're interested in is their their margin, and they don't. And this is for all those people who ever eat those free things that they give you with your coffee. The people that are giving it to you, they don't care what they give to you, as long as it's under twenty cents a unit. They yeah, don't we, care we what notice. it is. The one we go, we can notice. They don't. Oh, care. that's why they are so bad always. Exactly. Twenty cents. <laughs> That piece of crap well, it, now with inflation, maybe it's under 30 cents. <laughs> But, you know, it's... Yeah, they're usually very bad. I mean, those little snacks they give you with the coffee, they're mm. usually an, an eatable. Disgusting. Yeah, yes. they're usually Who very bad. That? Yes, and I try to argue against that, uh, but I, I... There's very few... There, there are some people who do pay attention to me, and they will... Uh, they have taken and on they the product. And they buy your products. Yes. <laughs> But very, very many more don't. Oh, and well, that's, and that's why it's so much easier to do business with a company like Starbucks because Starbucks is all about the business part. I know, but th I don't like that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's the spirit that maybe it's different here and uh, that people cannot understand that sometimes it's not just about business. I mean, because um, it's not just about that. I don't know how to explain. Mm. I, I don't yeah, know if yeah, you, yeah, if you yeah, get yeah. that. But I mean, um, people aren't well, into, what, I mean, you're into, talking into to doing people business. Who left The United States, by the way. No, I know. I know that you are nor, not capitalist pigs. You sure? They, they are. Well, they are. I, I mean, <laughs> after, both business owners. After, believe me, after one year, <laughs> I can tell you. Capitalist, capitalist piglets. All right. 
Chanchitos, yeah. capitalistas. Right. I love fish and you can't get good fish. I mean, that's not entirely accurate. It's well, just that's hard to get good fish in Buenos Aires. That's why we are uh, and quoting... It, and it shocks me because you have a big fat-ass river right here and the ocean only a couple miles away. Mm -hmm. Why is it that you can't get good fish well, here? Well, the first explanation always is that beef, eating beef is so embedded in our culture that anything else seems like secondary and so fish gotta swim dan perlman constant yeah. salt shaker yeah we found an interesting post on fish in argentina so he says my recent trip up to san pedro got me thinking about the various fish that are available to eat here in buenos aires and its surroundings it is often asserted that there are no or few fish eaten here and that there is nowhere to get a decent fish dish in town etc not true he not says. true Okay, well, I'm interested to know more. There are plenty of good places for fish and shellfish. How do you say shellfish? Yeah, How mariscos. Do you say mariscos. Yeah, shellfish. Huh. Yeah. And what is seafood then? Seafood is uh, fish and shellfish. Ah, okay. Yeah. No, frutos de mar. Uh, frutos de mar. Ah, frutos exactly, de mar. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, where was that place that we went on my birthday? Club Asturiano. Asturiano. Eh, Asturiano the Asturias Club. What was, in where Montserrat. is that? That is on Solís Street between Belgrano and Venezuela. And you have to have the gambas al ajillo. Gambas al ajillo. Oh spicy, my god! Spicy shrimp. Not only is it not beef, and it is seafood, it is also spicy. You must go there and get the gambas al ajillo. Well, it's not get that spicy. Like three if, orders if I of took it. it no, it's I, nice. It's if nice. I endured it, yeah. If I endured it, it's not that. He turned spicy. red and he was sweating. He almost cried a little bit, but he made it through <laughs> it. Uh, even amongst local cuisine, Dan Perlman keeps writing. Uh, there are a good number of uh, places that offer up inter interesting fish dishes. Well, uh, basically, we recommend you to go to his uh, to his website to his blog, which is uh, Casa Salt Shaker. Uh, because he offers a list of all the available fish in Argentina and how you have to call them. What are the names? Well, Mero, Linguado. <laughs> B.A. Cast. B.A. Cast. B.A. Cast. The Buenos Aires Podcast. Next week, B.A. Cast brings you a radio drama. Radio drama with a no, situation... In, in Spanish, it's radio teatro. Radio teatro, I'm sorry. With a situation that will be familiar to many of you. Now, two cents. We have one outdoor activity, one indoors. Throughout February, uh, Corsos... Corsos are carnival parades. All right. Carnival celebrations in Buenos Aires. Sounds fantastic, Fer. Sign me up. Uh, anticipating the first carnival holiday in 35 years. I heard Christina just kind of mandated like... We're going to have a holiday. It's yeah, going to be Carnival. Yeah. Uh, the military dictatorship uh, um, abolished the Carnival holidays mm -hmm. like the Brazilians had. Mm -hmm. Before the, the military, those were non-working days. And now Cristina reinstated them. Mm -hmm. And next uh, March 7th and 8th are going to be holidays for Carnival. Uh, now, if you want more information about the courses, just go to buenosaurus.gov.ar, the Buenos Aires City Government's website. Then indoor, as of this week from the... This is much better than the Carnival. You're going to love this. Really? I don't believe you. From the Teatro Colón resumes uh, guided tours of the building. Wow. That's been a long time since they've done that, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it, they were closed down for the time the Teatro Colón was refurbished. So when, was, for, when was that? 2006, it That's closed thought, down. Yeah, it's been like five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, every day uh, from 9 a.m. to 3.45 p.m., $15 for foreigners. Less, of course, if you're Argentine. Of course. Okay, ciao tune.
Next Monday is St. Valentine's Day. Oh, sign me up for that, too. A festivity Do you, that... Don't you like it? Eh. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me like one of, uh, we call those Hallmark holidays. Like they are commercial. Like yeah. For Valentine's stuff. Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Friends Day, if you're in Argentina. I mean, Friends Day are... is not that commercial. Yeah. Valentine's Dia, Day. Dia de San Valentin. Right. A festivity Completely. that was 100% alien to Argentina two decades ago. You could only see it in movies and uh, on TV. Okay, so the song is by the late Sandro, one of the most popular singers in Argentina, who also achieved stardom across Latin America. Uh, this is his most famous ballad, uh, Penumbras. Or in twilight. Hasta luego. Ciao, 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 cita. Uh, do it um, in a more romantic way, St. Valentine's. It's yawning, it's that was this or more than that. La noche se perdió en tu pelo. La luna se aferró a tu piel y el mar se sintió celoso y quiso en tus ojos estar el también tu boca peligrosa tus manos la dulzura son tu 